everybody. This is the most exciting part of my week is whenever I get to share with you one of the miracles that we have just experienced very recently. You know, we have a brand new book out called Miracles with Mommy Linda, and that has 37 miracles in it. It's the coolest book ever, too, because it has it's a physical book, an audio book and a video book. Uh, Noel Collins, who was my co-author, put actual QR codes in there. For those of you who don't know what that is, you click on it and boom, you get to hear even extra stories about the miracles. So I really hope that you'll go to our website and get that book. If you need to be inspired or your faith needs to be increased, I can promise you uh, we have the same number of miracles, 37 miracles, which was what was in the New Testament for Jesus. We have shared 37 miracles of healing the sick, casting out demons and raising the dead, divine appointments, salvation, tons and tons of encouraging stories. So, and today I want to tell you another encouraging story. Um, So every, I think it's every month, like the third Tuesday of each month, there's this amazing church called Lift Worship, and it is in Carnesville, Georgia. And there is an amazing, the pastor's wife there, Lee Thomas, she does an amazing job with their women's ministry. And uh, she has, I always mess it up because uh, of the Olive, what is the restaurant? Olive Garden? Olive Garden. Okay, so the name of their ministry is Olive Grove. (laughs) Still, food is on my mind. I got to work with that sin of gluttony. But it's Olive Grove. So that's the name of their ministry. And they meet once a month, and they get together, and they do Bible. And they allow me to come every month and share. And so there's tons and tons of volunteers there, and they they help us with— I'm like supposed to be responsible for the ministry opportunity. So sometimes we— uh, fix some of the bracelets from our Beauty for Ashes jewelry line, or sometimes we work on our sponsorship cards because we have children in our orphanages and schools in Haiti that you can sponsor, or sometimes we work on different things for our pastors in Haiti or our doctors uh, or nurses in our hospital or our teachers. We have all kinds of different things, and or sometimes they bring shoes because we send 2,500 pairs of shoes to Haiti every month. Um So they do all sorts of different things to help us. And so that's part of my responsibility. So the last month that I went to speak, I was so busy that I did not have a, I don't know what you want to call it, a ministry opportunity uh, created and prepared for them. Let's just put it like that. And so I got up to share. And as I was sharing, I was like, you know, guys, we've got this brand new book out about miracles. And one of the things that really bothers me is even though I get to come here every month, I don't have one miracle to share from the olive grove. And I said, and that really bothers me. So even though we're doing all of these amazing things, I said, I would really like to take tonight. And this is all the Holy Spirit, right? Which if you know me, you know, this is very common for me. I show up many times and have absolutely no idea what's going to happen or what's going to even what's going to be discussed, because I firmly, 100%, I stay filled up all week with the Word of God and with and 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 different things, but I do not study the Word to be prepared to share with others. I just study the Word and ask the Holy Spirit to speak, and literally the Holy Spirit said, tell everybody to go upstairs. So we meet in the basement, so I, I reached out, and there happened to be one of the worship thingamabob people there who knew how to turn on the music thing. So I said, I'm just going to ask that if today— you need a miracle. I'm going to ask you, I, I'm going to ask you to come upstairs. I'm going to pray. And then while, so while I was praying, I started to walk to the back and started to walk up the steps. And I said, and if you need a miracle, you come upstairs. 
everybody came upstairs. <laughs> so it's like, oh my goodness, now what are we going to do? Because it's me and 35 women, right? So I was there. I know I was there for at least three more hours. I kind of felt bad because the pa- actually the pastor, uh, his name is Bill, and he is on our board of directors, and I thought he's going to slap me for, for making him have to stay for three hours to be able to shut this place down. But so we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And there was this little girl. Well, she's not little. She was probably seven. She was 17. And she's sitting over on the other side. And I just thought she was there waiting for her mom. Because, I, I mean, it's mostly women that were there. It's very interesting that the two major miracles that took place <clears throat> took place with kids that were there with somebody else. One was a 17-year-old girl and one was a 14-year-old boy. I'm going to talk about the 17-year-old girl today. So I just, uh, she just kept kind of sitting there. She had a blanket over top of her, and I thought she was just hanging out. <clears throat> and so finally somebody came and got me and said, this young lady needs you to come and pray with her. And so I said, oh, okay, sorry. I just kind of left her out because I thought she was here with her mom. So I go over and I say that. I say, I'm so sorry. I apologize. I thought you were here with your mom. And she was like, oh, no, my mom's dead. I was like, oh, okay. And I said, I'm, I'm very sorry. How long ago did that happen? She was set two years ago. I said, oh, I said, well, do you, do you go to this church? Or, you know, who did you come with tonight? She was, no, I don't go to this church. I don't go to church. I haven't been to church since my mom passed away. Okay. So isn't that weird? That happens to me so many times. When I'm speaking somewhere, I'll say, oh, you know, you. how often have you been going here? Oh, no, I never come. I just came tonight. It's my first time. I've had that happen numerous occasions. It's a divine appointment. You know why? Because God knows I'm going to get. <laughs> when we listen to the Holy Spirit, he's going to put people in our pathway that need to hear what we've got to say, what he's got to say. He's going to use us. It happens all the time. So I, I, I proceed to go through and ask her, you know, how did she get there? Who did she come with? She came with her sister-in-law, or, which was married to her brother or something. It was just a strange, strange situation. And so I said, well, what is the miracle that you need? And she looks at me and I said, she just sort of stared at me and I said, wait a minute. I said, is Jesus the Lord of your life? Have you made Jesus Lord of your life? And she just keeps staring at me. And I said, let me ask it another way. If you died today, where would you go? And she says, oh, I have no idea. And I said, what's going on? She said, well, I've been doing some really, really bad things. Now, what 17-year-old girl is, admits this, unless you're under the, the, spirit, the um, conviction of the Holy Spirit, right? She starts sharing with me multiple incredible sins that she has been involved with since her mom passed away. Her father is uh, did go to church before the wife passed away, but since the wife passed away has not been in church. She's one of five children. So now we've got five kids that are sort of mangling around, not being spiritually fed. And so this girl, after she just literally, what does the Bible say? Confess our sins one to another and we will be forgiven. She literally just vomits out every single thing she's been doing. And I said, she goes, and I want to stop. Based on what you said downstairs tonight, I want to stop. And I said, well, it's very, very simple. I said, it's a matter of giving Jesus your life and telling him that. And so she proceeds, and I never, you know, a lot of people say, pray this prayer, repeat after me, raise your hand. I just, I don't see that in the Bible. (laughs) So we don't do that. So I said, you just need to sit right here with me and you need to tell Jesus all of that. And so she proceeds to pray 
the most, well, she just proceeds to have the most insane conversation with the Lord, forgiving him for taking her mom, apologizing for the way she's been living her life, and and just really, literally giving Jesus her heart, her mind, her body, and her soul. It was one of the most beautiful transformations I've seen. And literally, she went from a girl that was was in the corner with the blanket over her head to sitting up straight, telling me, I can't wait to go home and talk to my dad. I can't wait to be, I mean, basically, she's going to end up being the spiritual leader of her home, right? She's going to go back and bring the light of Jesus Christ. Now, I could go on and on and on about this miracle, but what I really want to do is talk to you. Where do you need to go? Even if... You don't have the plan. I could have easily called Lee Thomas that night and said, girlfriend, I ain't got no little things for us to color. I don't got nothing for us to fill out. <laughs> you know, I'm not coming tonight. But the Holy Spirit told me still go. And and hopefully over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be able to share with you the rest of the miracles that happened that night. But I just want to encourage you today to be obedient in what the Holy Spirit tells you. There were several people that had to be obedient that night. She had to be obedient. Something wooed her. She hasn't been in church in two years. And yet when her sister-in-law called, she went. Uh, And then for her to continue to sit there. You know, Satan could have told her through voices. She's not even coming over here to pray with you. You need to go ahead and go. Just listen to the Holy Spirit and be obedient. Because it's our job to love Him and love you.